Thoughts on Oregon? Thoughts on Portland? Love it. Home territory. Really, really a ton of really good friends there. And and a place that I love, man. Portland, between Jake's and Powell's, <laughs> it's pretty hard to beat Portland. At the top of the show, you heard David Crosby. David's the focus of a new documentary film, Remember My Name. We'll hear more from David in just a moment. Jacob Weisberg also joins us today. He's launched a new podcast, Solvable, co-hosted with Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm and Jacob founded Pushkin Industries last year. The network features podcasts such as Revisionist History, Broken Record with Rick Rubin, and Solvable, amongst many others. Today's show is sponsored by Tree to Tree Aerial Adventure Park. Save 10% off the booking rate by using promo code PDXPOD when checking out All Uppercase. More details later on in the show. I'm Gregory Day. You're listening to the Portland Podcast. Back to David. You're coming to Portland Sky Trails Tour at the Aladdin Theater September 1st, and you're bringing your dream team. I am. It's going to be fun. My, James, Steve, Jeff Pivar, and I think he's an Oregonian, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and Michelle. Yes, indeedy. Yes. Now, I was listening to Mai's Metamorphosis album, Here It's On My Sunset, and, and can you tell us about uh, co-writing that song with Mai? Uh, you know, she's a joy, man. She's a, such a good musician. And I, I really do care about her, and I love, uh, I love uh, how she thinks musically. You know, so uh, I'm very happy to be writing with her. You know that she's married to Greg Lees, uh, the keep the uh, fam- very famous, wonderful slide player uh, uh, and uh, pedal steel player, Greg Lees. She just married him, and so there's a a, a real fun thing there. And uh, we wrote uh, one of the songs off this next record together. Oh, really? Yeah. Was, was he playing on a Sell Me a Diamond? Uh, no, I think the slide on that one is Jeff Pivar. Oh, oh, that's Jeff. So beautiful. Turns out Jeff is a really good slide player. Yeah. Thoughts on Oregon? Thoughts on Portland? Love it. Home territory. Really, really a ton of really good friends there. And, and a place that I love, man. Portland, you know, between Jake's and Powell's, <laughs> it's pretty hard to beat Portland. Right, right. Uh, which section of Powell's are you, you going to hit? Uh, the, the science the, fiction the section. Science fiction. I, I, I live in William there, Gibson. Yeah. William Gibson, one of my favorite writers. You like him? Oh, yes. Alien 3, he wrote that script, and it's been adapted to uh, comic books now, and it's getting its oh, due. Neuromancer, classic. Neuromancer. Oh, man, wonderful stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I think he's one of the very best. I love his writing. Mm. Do you have every book? I have every single book. Hello, folks. This is Greg, the producer. I'm afraid my time with the Cross was extremely limited this week. He had to run off, so uh, I'm afraid that's it for the Cross. But we have Jacob Weisberg of Pushkin Industries coming up. He's the co-host of the brand new podcast, Solvable, co-hosted with Malcolm Gladwell. Just a few months of summer left. It's a great time to get outside, experience the outdoors. I highly recommend Tree to Tree Adventure Park. They're set up high in the treetops. They feature aerial obstacles of zip lines, Tarzan swings, wobbly bridges, tightropes, and much more. 
They also have a zipline canopy tour for two hours of zipping through the treetops. Many adventures include the new 2019 Ninja course. Use code PDXPOD when booking to save 10%. That's all upper caps. PDXPOD. Save 10%. Call Tree to Tree Adventure Park at 503-357-0109 or book online at treetotreeadventurepark.com. And now let's connect with Jacob Weisberg of Pushkin Industries. He's the co-host of Solvable with Malcolm Gladwell. Now, you're a big TV star now. You're on the beat with Ari Melber on MSNBC yesterday. Oh, you saw that. That's I great. Did, yes. Yeah, that was fun. We, we recorded that a couple of weeks ago, but um, they only got around here showing it yesterday. Right. You're talking about Solvable. Now, this is, a, this is a show that's helping solve the big problems. Well, I don't know if we're solving them, Gregory, but we're, we're talking to people who have really interesting ideas about how to solve them. This show originated when the Rockefeller Foundation came to our new company, Pushkin Industries, which is founded by me and Malcolm Gladwell, and said, what about a podcast that really looks at the intersection of optimism and expertise? That is, people who've really studied the biggest problems in the world and have compelling ideas about what can we do about them. And, you know, the idea was really difficult to create something that's a bit of an antidote to the sense of pessimism and hopelessness people sometimes have about huge issues ranging from climate change to income inequality to privacy to all sorts of issues, um, but also to get really practical about what you can do about those things. Yeah, it's important to be optimistic, and that's what I like about the show. It, it, it does have a very progressive stance, and there's so many shows that are uh, available through Pushkin Industries now. I, I was listening to the Making a Killing podcast last night, the first two episodes, and you have two of the best guests possible on these first two episodes. It's available on Luminary. Uh, Bethany McLean does a wonderful job on this, on this show. First guest, Seth Godin. Yeah, he's uh, well. He, you know, he's he's my favorite person in marketing. Um, he's such an interesting thinker about the evolution of business and basically, you know, how to think creatively about starting a business now and what what innovative businesses do. And this was about Amazon. The idea that is that every episode of that show is going to be talking to someone who has really deep understanding of a company or a CEO. Um, and um, boy, I paid a lot of attention to Amazon, but just listening to that, I felt like I learned a lot, a lot of things that had never occurred to me before. It's so true. I, I learned so much too. I mean, nobody shops in space. That's <laughs> Joe Nasera, uh, opinion columnist for Bloomberg. I never thought I would enjoy a, a podcast about vaping, but this was uh, very educational. And I, I, had, I have to admit, I laughed out loud when he mentioned that nicotine, or he compared nicotine uh, to coffee as a supercharged coffee. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, Jonah Sarah actually has one of the top podcasts right now, which is The, the Shrink, Shrink Next, Next Door. Door. Yes. Yes, and, it's a great uh, show. It is a great show. I'm not all the way through it. I've listened to the first few episodes, but it's very compelling. But he is a great business journalist, someone Bethany and I have both known for a long time. And, you know, a good, a good interview is often driven by someone who has a strong point of view. And he has really something very interesting to say about Jewel. Um, he definitely is more on the side of thinking if you're getting people to replace smoking with vaping, you're doing something really valuable to improve health and that, you know, we shouldn't 
uh, as while some of the concerns are real and nicotine is obviously still addictive, someone who's addicted to vaping as opposed to smoking is a huge net gain for society. You use advertising in podcasts, but you're also interested in the paid model too. It's something you talked about on Recode Media. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you heard that. I mean, starting a new podcast company, you know, we love the our advertisers, and you know, the advertising based business can work really well if you have a show with a big audience. Um, but we think to be healthy over the long term, podcasting is also going to need people to pay for content. Healthy media businesses historically have had more than one kind of revenue. And we really like as an alternative, this model Luminary is trying where you pay a monthly fee for a bundle of shows that don't have advertising. You listen ad free. And um, you know you can only get those shows that way. It's more like subscribing to HBO or Netflix. And um, you know, starting shows for them, I mean, I basically take the same approach. I've taken to making our other podcasts with Malcolm Gladwell and Michael Lewis and Solvable, which is to create the show I want to listen to. (laughs) I mean, you can guess about what listeners want, but at the end of the day, you only really know what you find interesting. And um, Noah Feldman is, is someone who, you know, I just think he is one of the most brilliant people, period. Um, but he has this incredible range um, as an interviewer, as someone who just has wide-ranging curiosity. So, I mean, he's a constitutional law professor at Harvard. So his his um, knowledge about the law and American history, and we wrote this huge biography of James Madison, which is a brilliant book. So on those subjects, you know, you would expect him to have expertise. But then he can... Do, he took out to a show about China or about black holes. And it's like he's, right. a, he's a proxy for, you know, the listener's curiosity about these things, interviewing the person who can really explain them. Other shows, Broken Record, another one of my favorites. What a wonderful show this is. Rick Rubin was interviewed by Malcolm after his house burnt down. What an incredible show this was. This was very memorable. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a, he, well, he had a house and a studio in Malibu, the studio um, at least happened survived this or so i gather but um, we were just starting the show at the time of the devastating fires last last fall um but rick rubin is you know a legend in the music business and making a show for malcolm and, and for all of us working on this kind of dream i mean he has this um amazing access to musicians and part of part of the reason rick is the right person to do this is the range of his musical taste and interest as a producer you know he's someone who worked with he came to fame working with the beastie boys and made early early hip-hop but he also worked with johnny cash and made country music and the idea of the show a little bit is that you know most people listen by genre if you listen to hip-hop you don't listen to country music for the most part if you listen to country music you probably don't listen to classical music but the idea of this show is that if you're interested in music you should be interested in music. You should be interested in a lot of different kinds of music, how musicians think, how producers think. And we get people to come in the studio, play some of their songs, and then talk about them with, with Rick and with Malcolm Gladwell and with Bruce Hedlum, who's the third, the third host of that show. Against the Rules with Michael Lewis. I believe that he mentioned in another show, an interview I think he did with Gladwell, that you were the one that suggested that he start this podcast. Is that correct? Uh, it is. Um, Mike Michael is an old friend of mine. We were journalists together originally at the New Republic 30 years ago when we both lived in Washington. 
And um, I just thought, I mean, having worked on the show with, with Malcolm for several years, I just thought Michael Lewis was someone who would love trying this medium and would do really interesting things in it. And um, what do you know, the, the, the theory worked. I mean, he made this the show, you know, on the theme of referees, um, but not until you listen to it, do you understand it's not, he starts with sports. But he looks at people who play this role of referee in all different aspects of American society and American life and asks the question, why are so many of them under attack? Why do we not trust authority? It's shocking. It's really yeah. shocking. It's a really, really, it's a really rich concept. And, um, you know, he plays this out over seven episodes and took it places that I never would have imagined. Yeah, our, our base instincts really come out with sports. My goodness. Now, the Rockefeller Foundation, are you sponsored by by them? Well, it's just around this one show, Solvable, um, but they are supporting our making the show with a grant um, because this is Solvable is their idea. They actually are making a video series as well. I saw that, and yes. They, yeah, they want to they, they associate themselves. And this rich history they've had of taking on huge problems. And, you know, Rockefeller has played a role in so many kind of transformational ideas and technologies from the green revolution, you know, which increased agricultural yields in a way that ultimately saved the lives of hundreds of millions of people. I mean, eliminated um, mass starvation as a, as an expected phenomenon in India and other parts of the world. Um, I'm, the I'm really curious in, yeah. how, you know, the direction that solvable goes. Yeah. Every week we're going to hear new episodes and, there's going to be a new episode every week. I think we're going to do, we're going to try to make 30 of them. We've done quite a few interviews already. And um, uh, there are a uh, few of us who are, who are hosting them. Malcolm is doing some of them. I'm doing some of them. The journalist Anne Applebaum is doing several of them. Uh, and um, we just want to have a lot of different kinds of problems, um, you know, and some of them, some of them more immediate, uh, like homelessness problems, see, uh, See the problems people see every day to, you know, income inequality or dangers from artificial intelligence that are intangible problems, problems you don't see on your way home to work, but that nonetheless are shaping the world we live in. Uh, revisionist history. Uh, now, this is part of the roster now. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, not a big golfer, not a golfer. <laughs> you heard that episode, did you? Yes. You know, it's, it's a wonderful show. Again, you never really know what you're going to hear on this show. Well, we, we just launched the, the fourth season. The first episode is, is up now. And um, you will, uh, yep, Mal uh, Malcolm took the, uh, the law school admissions test. But um, spoiler alert, he's not planning to go to law school. No, I'd say read that he was not a good student in college. Um, not the yeah, best. Yeah, I mean, I I've known him since he was twenty-one, and uh, I've I've I know he's brilliant, but how that translates into his college grades, I'm I'm not sure. He's I think he may have been the kind of person who might have been a little bored in the classroom um, because he's you know he tends to be a little bit ahead and a little bit off on his own interpretation of things. You know, you, you did an interview together, and he noted that he said that he's not funny when he writes, but he's funny when he speaks. He's funny on podcasts, and I have to agree. Yeah. Uh, well, you can have a different personality when you do a podcast. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, that's your real personality, but it is different from what people get if they read you as a writer. And that's part of the fun of it for those of us who've been journalists and writers for our whole career. 
to try working in a in a new medium and to learn what's different about it. Yeah, Michael Lewis talks a lot about that. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, you know, and one thing he's really noticed is um, just that the number of people who he's a very popular and successful author, one of the most successful nonfiction writers, but the number of people who read even a successful book is actually smaller than the number of people who listen to a hit podcast. So he's hearing from people who, you know, never would have probably read one of his books, but who are listening to him now. Um, I got to tell you, I love the way that Malcolm reads those Disgraceland ads. The which ads? A Disgraceland. He, oh, he reads yeah. the Disgraceland podcast, and he does it so funny. It's recorded, but I laugh every time. <laughs> he loves doing the ads, I have to say. He's, he really has a good time with them. And it's, it is fun doing the ads on a podcast because the host reads it, you take a break from the program, and you get to improvise. Most of the advertisers, instead of giving you an exact script that you have to read word for word, they give you talking points. And they say, as long as you hit these talking points, feel free to say, feel free to to uh, make it your own. That's what they want, so you don't hear the same thing every time if you hear the ad, the same ad across programs. Right, and uh, right. Malcolm runs runs with it. So we're going to do like short run shows and and have more on the roster. I, I actually read this on podnews.net that Chalk and Blade are producing shows with you. Every show on this roster, I'm really digging. And I want more. I mean, obviously, I think people want more, and uh, more content is king, right? Uh, well, terrific! It's it's so nice to hear, Gregory, that you're that you're that you're enjoying them, and we're you know we're really happy with all of those and all of those shows that are meant to keep going um, into the future. And yes, we are um, we are planning sh- shows that we're going to add to that roster, but we want to maintain that level of quality, you know. And I I don't think we're going to be a company that's going to have a hundred shows. You know, we've got we've been around for about nine months and we've got six that we're proud of, you know, and if we can add another another six in the next year that at the same level, we'll be very happy indeed. I mean, there are a ton of podcasts out there and I think you stand out by do, doing something innovative and by doing something really well, not just, you know, by more of the same. Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day, that's me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back very shortly. See you then.